The Longbox Crusade presents Fan Bill Fridays. Welcome to another Fan Film Friday. I'm your host, Clinton Robison. You know, the guy who just chills down here in the LBC basement. Definitely not a menace like that wall crawler Spider-Man. Speaking of wall crawling menaces, though, I do happen to have one down here at the moment. And it's probably why nobody wants to open the basement door. So, not to leave anybody in suspense, welcome back to the show, Tim Price. How you doing up there in that web, Tim? I'm doing fine, Clinton. Thanks. Uh, you know, if you just dusted once in a while down here, I wouldn't have gotten caught in this enormous cobweb up here. It is like terrifying. I mean, yeah, if health and safety came by, you'd be in some big trouble. I'll just tell you right now. Jared tells me those are like for you know defense against people trying to steal his yard sale fines. <laughs> Well, if that's the case, it's it's doing a good job. I mean, I think I see somebody over here wearing a cardigan and khaki pants and just a skeleton. So I don't know who was last in here that would have been wearing that. That's strange. Previous tenant. <laughs> uh, well, since you seem to just be hanging around, would you? Uh, oh, I get it. Uh, I get it. Yeah, that was a good one. A nice cheesy joke. It's a good thing we that has no bearing whatsoever on what we might be talking about. I'm sure. Tim. I'm hurt. You think we would, you know, tie in cheesy cornball bits to whatever we're discussing on a podcast episode? This is the Longbox Crusade Network. We only serve top quality choice A bits here. Uh huh. Again, I, I, based on I, what Jared tells me. Right. Um. Yeah. I definitely will not be making a call to health and safety afterwards. It's fine. Alrighty, well, since you do seem to just be here in in this place, doing that thing, since apparently I'm not allowed to do the cornball bits, <laughs> would you like to watch some fan films? Oh, I guess that's what we can do down here, if the internet's still holding out. It's something. Well, I guess we can surf the web for some fan videos, um, and maybe we'll go after some of my favorite superhero. Do you think we can find some of that? Um, no, Obnoxio the Clown has not gotten any fan films yet. What? I don't know why. Well, okay, then we'll go, maybe we'll do instead Spider-Man. I mean, there probably are a few of those out there. You you think he's popular enough? I mean, I guess. We we did the one. Surely there's more. Now, let's, let's take a look. Oh, wow. There's a lot. Well, I wonder how we'll, how can we pick some to, to do 
this is a, there's a there's a lot here. Yeah, well, okay, here's one that seems appropriate for you, Tim. Menace and all. Spider-Man Villains for Hire. Have, this does have, seem tailor-made for me, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Spider-Man Villains for Hire is a fan film product. Pred- there. That's one of those words that starts with a P. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fan film posted online by Jesse <laughs> Skymeca. That surely can't be right, but that's how I'm going to say it. Jesse Skymeca film way back in March of 2017. Tim, you didn't tell me about this. You've had five, six years. Hmm. It was co-produced by the RPC studio in a collaborative effort to help showcase their then newly released Spider-Man costume suit. The film currently sports 87,600 views. And we have a long list of credits here. It was shot, cut, and directed by Jesse Skymeca, written by Jesse Skymeca and John Martin Mond, aerial footage by Brendan Ferguson, original music by Braden Deal, visual effects by Matthew Finley and Jesse Skymeca, fight choreography by Tucker Moss, starring in order of appearance. Oh, I love why. There we go. Starring in order of appearance, David Coppage. Coppage? Coppage, yeah, we'll go with that. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> I'm sure you have, just now. <laughs> David Coppage as J. Jonah Jameson. John Martin Mond as Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Brittany Skymecha as Mary Jane Watson. Alex D. Toronto as Delivery Guy. Jesse Skymecha as Cop. And Brett Owens as Shocker. The film runs a whopping four and a half minutes. Somehow this is your fault, Tim. I don't know how, but Jameson is right. You are a menace. I, I don't think he's talking about me, but I can't disagree with that statement either. I've clearly heard him say Spider Tim is a menace. Oh, see, that couldn't be me because, you know, I'm Tim the Podcrasher. So, you know, oh, if, if one he of said those Tim other the Podcrasher was a menace, you know. Then, uh, obviously. One of those other Tims. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, at under five minutes, this really won't be a hassle to fit into your schedule. In fact, you could probably watch it on your bathroom break at work. Just saying. You know, that, that's that's where Tim watches his fan films. Hey, 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 hey. Everybody doesn't need to know that. I mean, it's true, but they don't need to know that. All right. So, Tim and I are totally going to spoil everything. So, I suggest you go watch it first. Plus, it's always more fun when everybody knows what we're talking about. And like I said, at under five minutes, it really won't take much out of your day. And also, at under five minutes, we're really not going to cobble together a trailer here for it, folks. So we'll just splice in some music for a quick moment, and we'll come back with our discussion. Spider-Man! Spider-Man! 
Welcome back. So our film opens with Peter Parker watching J. Jonah Jameson on TV while talking on the phone with Mary Jane. Have we checked all the Spidey boxes yet? Okay, good. The vibrations of an earthquake alert Peter to some potential shenanigans. However, his usual Spider-Man suit is a bit on the ripped and charred side of things. Suddenly, without warning and no other reason than plot, a delivery man shows up at Pete's front door. It's a new suit courtesy of S.H.I.E.L.D. director Nick Fury. Elsewhere, we find out the cause of the vibrations. It's the Shocker! Thankfully, Peter shows up just in time to save a cop and stop the Shocker from breaking into one of the Kingpin's vaults. After some really neat fighty-fight action, Spidey swings off with Shocker left webbed to a wall, along with a note all courtesy of your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And that, in a nutshell, is Spider-Man Villains for Hire. So, Tim, what do you think of it? You know, the great thing is that you practically were just saying exactly what the dialogue said in the film at exactly the same speed. So (laughs) (laughs) we just covered it right there. But, you know, it's a remarkably fun little film. I mean, I don't have to say this. You all have watched it by now. You all know it's actually a very fun little film. Um, I like all the touches on it. Um, Our actor who plays Peter Parker out of the costume as well as Spider-Man in the costume um, really does a really conveys very well the nerdiness of Peter Parker. Um, and I, I really liked him. I really liked him in the, as the role. Um, and so the things we have to also highlight is um, that JJJ is on TV calling Spider-Man a menace, calling, blaming him for the earthquakes. It's like, why would Spider-Man be able to cause earthquakes? Because J. John Jameson says he can't all the time. Calling out him for a menace. And finally, Peter has enough and switched the TV to Bob's Burgers. So I love that bit. <laughs> That's just fantastic. Now, another noteworthy thing about we have Mary Jane credited, but we don't see her. We just hear her on the phone. So she's a voice on the phone in that regard. Um, And I think that's actually a pretty good choice because sometimes I think uh, it's like MJ has too much, um, too much preconceptions behind what she should look like. And it's like, nah, just make her a voice on the phone. I think that's actually a good way to handle it. Um, and keep and not even have to open up that can of worms. But it's like, yeah, it's fun. And uh, there's some good, what would you say? Um, unflattering nicknames given to the shocker <laughs> during this. Um, and, you know, what, so, you know, do we want to talk about it beat by beat or do we want to talk about bigger, broader things still? Or what would you like to do? Uh, however you want to approach it. I'm, I'm good. Okay. okay. I just like, like you said, I really like the the nerdy look for Peter Parker. It it kind of conveys um, some Tobey Maguire vibes, but ramps it up a, a notch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, again, good on Mary Jane not being seen because, you know, like you said, preconceived notions. And also, they didn't have to worry about trying to decide whether or not they were going to objectify her. Right. Mm-hmm. Can we can we take a moment and you know address the fact that Jameson has his cigar on TV? <laughs> like he's up there doing his editorial and just mm-hmm. like you could tell he was just like telling whoever's in the studio, "No, I am going on TV with my cigar or you're all fired." Right. Mm-hmm. Sir, we'll get fined. No, we won't. I own the network. 
Oh, goodness. Yeah, that was a, but that's the thing that's great in terms of, in a nutshell, just conveying, yeah, this is exactly a comic book riff. We're just, mm. you know, it's JJ just from the cigar alone, you know, everything about it. It's like, yeah, you just, you can't separate him from it. Although they, I think they have managed to do it in the comic books of separating him for permanently as well there for health reasons. Mm. But I think that's, no, I think that's a great touch. Well, if you're honest, it, it's not lit. Well, sh- yeah, he just has it. You know, that's, that's, a th- that's definitely mm. a thing. <laughs> okay. So we'll just get to it right here at the front. Mm-hmm. Every commercial should be like this because, you know, this clearly is an ad for the, the suit. Right. Mm-hmm. And I am not faulting them at all for that because goodness, this is done with. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think of that suit? You know, it's like they, they made such a big deal about it, but I honestly was like, yeah, that's a great design. That really looks good. And I was more interested in the story than I was in the suit. Same. I don't know. That's just, that's just. That, Same. I, I that, that's, I think that's you know? it. That. Yeah. It, it, it was a commercial that didn't feel like a commercial. Right. Like, why can't the. You know, the late night infomercials put this much effort into it. I'm about to watch those all night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, so backing up and talk about the suit, we also have the Peter deciding he, he has to change to Spider-Man to go look into the earthquakes because his own lamp falls over mm-hmm. while he feels like a little. They do the camera shaking thing. Of, so his own lamp falls over. That was so that was a nice, simple little uh, touch in the background of that scene. And he goes and gets the mask of his current suit. It's like, yeah, there's scorch marks and tears. And it's like, yeah, it's been through a bunch. So there's where I wanted to ask you, what villain do you think this is alluding to? You know, is there a particular villain you had in mind when you saw this? Like, oh, that's who he was fighting that caused this. I really wasn't sure. And it's kind of like, well, maybe he just, you know, got through taking on the whole Sinister Six. I don't know. (laughs) Is that... I mean, that's a lot. Sure. I, I was I was going to say the simple answer would be Electro, because electric bolts can definitely do scorching and stuff like that. Um, he's just my, he's my go-to when I see something like that. That's fair. And I mean, it's, it's yeah. technically not all that hard to rip up a costume, in, as far as in the mm-hmm. Marvel Universe, anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, if they're going to call the episode Villains for Hire, it, I, I hope it's a villain that's behind it and not just, you know random gang mm-hmm. yeah and it it kind of the, the title doesn't really fit plot as much as i thought it would mm. you know true i thought about that as well i mean I technically thought, yeah the shocker is a villain for hire mm-hmm. yeah that was the thing is that i overthought it as well by from us getting ready to talk about it is that i probably didn't really it really didn't make that big a deal to me on the first watch but on the rewatch and think about discussion here it's like Man, now I wanted that to be alluding to more of a bigger story, a setup of a bigger story. I wanted hints of more threats, uh, not just a torn costume at the yeah. beginning uh, or uh, threats to come, like with a video version of the next issue box, <laughs> you know? So it's their own fault for giving it a name like that, that kind of with how this particular story fleshed out, you want it alludes to more villains for hire so ah, a little bit of a little bit of a of a miss there perhaps yeah it it conjures up you know at least in nerdy comic book minds a villainous Mm. version of heroes for hire yes oh yes absolutely 
which I could totally get behind seeing. That that sounds like something Taskmaster would <laughs> would be in charge of. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good call. Thank you for calling Villains for Hire, Mr. Taskmaster. We'll see you. Now. Yeah, we'll speak with you now. <laughs> yeah, this is the Taskmaster. What can I do for you today? Okay, so going back to Shocker, what did you think of his costume? It was it, it was kind of interesting. I think it was a very practical version of what we would see from the comic books. Same. Um, and I think that actually works. I'd, ra- I'd rather them not try to make it comic book accurate. It, I'm actually fine with, with them taking some mm-hmm. liberties on that front um, to make it more um, realistic or just it translates better to the film to not do the, do the exact costume there. But he, ha- he had enough touches to go like, oh, yeah, this is the shocker. He's easily recognizable. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the style of his mask and his yellow outfit. Um, but yeah, and the, there was enough there to like, oh yeah, the little burns were fit perfectly. Like, uh, the cop calling him a human vibrator. Mm. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And Spider-Man calling him lemon drop. I love that. That was though. great. I that absolutely great. love it when, when he just, you know, he tries and it's like, it, it takes a little time to recharge. I hear that happens a lot to <laughs> men of your age. <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> That was, yeah, that was a good, that was a good, um, good joke there. He also called him and I couldn't hear all of the words. I, I tried without, you know, blasting my eardrums out on the volume. It's like, I think he called him my little lemon mint. I think he called him that (laughs) at some point, but I could be wrong. Did you have a favorite of the, of the burns or of the trash talk? Uh, they were all, all real good. I mean, Everything fit as far as like a Spidey personality thing, I think. So, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't, none of it felt out of place. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, yeah. I think that that was one thing. Is I think the writing was really pretty good on that front. So they did that well. But I'm just going to say the simplicity of Lemon Drop, I like that. Yep. I definitely like the Lemon Drop. And, and major kudos to those guys that, for doing the visual effects. Mm-hmm. They aren't 100% perfect. But for whatever budget they put into this, I would say they went above and beyond. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the webbing looks good. The bricks breaking away from the building look good for the most part. Like there, there's a, about a half second or so where you can very much tell it's like layered on CGI. But mm-hmm. oh yeah, but I, it's not like I'm paying money to see this either. So well, yeah, there is that. Yeah, I don't know. I was. I, I'm just being just from my critical eye standpoint, and this is just just saying it is that the effects were were impressive on their own. The problem was it was really hard to integrate them into the real environment. So they stood out almost a little too much. It's a little too much uncanny valley difference between there's the bricks from the effect, but there's the bricks of the wall right next to it. It's like, oh, yeah, they you know, they look like they're painted on. Yeah. Um. But, you know, with that said, just quickly going like here, are the major effects I noticed, like there was the shock blasts themselves destroying the car, the spider webs on shocker's hands, damage to the building from punches or slamming into it with the bricks flying and Spider-Man swinging away. And really, they were they're all kind of really hard effects to do. So I will give them props for making the attempt because and they tried really hard and as i said they would have looked fine in a fully computer generated scene if this was a computer if this was a video game they would have looked fine and i wouldn't have any qualms about it 
just putting, but it trying to make them part of a live action film. Eh, they just, you could see the seams. Yeah. So they get a little bit of a, of a deduction for that. But I, you know, as, as you said, I think that they still tried really hard and they actually were very good, really nice on for themselves. Yeah. And I'm, I can't complain because I'm, I'm a guy who still really likes the Sid and Marty Croft land of the lost effects, you know, <laughs> stop motion dinosaurs and puppets in front of a green screen. So, <laughs> well, sure. But nothing wrong with that. Again, there is one where they didn't really try to make it look like this was something that was really happening. They knew there was going to be a, a <laughs> that you're going to see the differences. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I have nostalgia for those as well. Those were just fun. Now, I also liked it that um, when Shocker blasts at the cop about the about the slam into him and the, destroys the car, and like we get a little hint of Spidey having come into frame to get the cop out of the way, but we don't see it really that clearly until the next uh, moment when Spidey's standing there heroically and the cop gives him a fist bump. So, yeah, that it's, is it's nice, just touch of it, but enough enough that if you're watching really carefully, you can see it happen, but like it's also like not in your face. So he's like, you almost could have missed the fact that. Oh yeah. He saved the cop. Woo. Yeah. That, that feels like a show. Don't tell moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. if we had focused way too long on Spidey swinging in, it wouldn't have been quite as dramatic. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Now I'll ask you, there's a, also a nifty thing after the shocker runs away and he's running down this alley. We see something spray painted on one of the walls. Did you catch it? Mm-mm. It was no. all capital letters. Menace. Yeah, they knew you were there. You have to go see it. You have to go check it out again because it's it's there. It's a menace. It's like oh oh. <laughs> now it makes you wonder: is that an you know was that actually spray painted on, or was that a, a visual effect they added? Yeah, hard hard to say for sure. It looked like something. It's considering how, uh, as I said, the effects usually you could tell. I think I would have been able to tell if it was um, if it was one of the effects. So I'm pretty sure it was spray painted for real. Because that and that's really you know if you're gonna do that hey that's easier so might as well <laughs> yeah I just it's hope not a big got hit. in trouble for graffiti <laughs> for all oh, I yeah. know it was there's filmed, that for all I know it was filmed like in their own backyard kind of thing yep you know, so to speak. oh yeah I'm glad that you also mentioned in the synopsis about the kingpin because all we really get is the shocker saying like the one line Fisk won't even know what hit him mm-hmm. and and then you get a name drop from. Spidey later about Osborne. I have to do mm-hmm. his own dirty work or something. Yeah. It's like, how do you do me know a favor? he's working for the goblin? <laughs> he said, do me a favor. Send Oscorp my regards. That's how it, that's what he, yeah. that's what he actually said. And it's like, yeah, both of them are really nice. They're good little Easter eggs for those of us who know what they're referring to, um, without overwhelming the scenes. But yeah, so that I thought those were fun. And of course we have the great, the great, um, homages to the comic books of him actually having a courtesy your friendly neighborhood spider-man note and i like the fact that oh he doesn't he doesn't handwrite it on the spot he's got a he's got them in his belt <laughs> he's ready to <laughs> stick them on and if you listen carefully you might have caught it he was humming the 1967 theme song while he was getting the note out yes yes that was that was really nice. I did catch that. I didn't make a note of it, but yes, I did catch that one. I like yeah, that. It's a nice little underplayed moment there too. Um, yeah. So let's see. Did you have a favorite one of the special effects? Probably the swinging off at the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I know it's, you know, small kind of toward the background, but like you said, that's a hard effect to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I, it goes into it very, um, very seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, most probably would have just had like the guy stand there and then, you know, just had to have it kind of blip off. But I mean, like mm-hmm. he's running down the alley and then just the whip and. Right. There's just a little hop. There's a little hop and then flip up he goes. Mm-hmm. I thought that the car blast edged it out just by a little bit, just because I thought it was such a spectacular um, effect. And uh, that was one that also benefited from being so big. It didn't have to blend into the environment as well. Mm-hmm. It took over mm-hmm. the whole screen. So that's why it kind of worked a little bit better, perhaps. Um, but yeah, that's the swinging at the very end was also really close. Good stuff. Yep. Yeah. I mean, for, for a little four and a half minute thing and, and at that 30 seconds on the end or technically the, the commercial, mm-hmm. you know, the, Hey, we, we got this suit from right. these guys. So go check them out. Mm-hmm. Thanks for watching our film. Thanks to the people who paid us. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. Back to in help, the day, of, make it back in the day of YouTube videos, still having all the, the stuff tacked on at the end. Very well done. Mm-hmm. And it probably benefited from being short. Yeah. If it had to make something longer, it might've been harder to pull off as well. So it probably would have been extra tacked on stuff at the front, you know, more Peter watching Bob's yeah. burgers. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else to say about it, Tim? I think I've covered my fair share. Mm-hmm. I don't really think so. It's a, I, I wish that there was a way we could get more story from this one. Um, just because the, the things they kind of alluded to, but that's not going to happen. They have to get, you know, that's from these, from these, uh, creators, they're not gonna be able to do that. Um, but, you know, I think I've said everything about it. It's it, and over, you know, overall, really, well, really well done. Nice and short and sweet. Um, the actors and the script were really pretty, really good. Um, which kind of is like a thing of contrast for the fan films more than anything else. Is that uh, <laughs> <laughs> how do the performers actually do? <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was just a fun little fun little film. All righty. Well, since that was a fun little film, I am gonna go. Double or nothing on this one, Tim. We are going to have two, Uh-oh. two fun little films. I hope fun little. We're going to have two films because oh you know, my. mostly because that one was so short. <laughs> so we also have Spider-Man Web Mods. It's a fan film posted to the Nukazuka channel back in August of 2017. So we're in 2017 territory for sure today. Oh my. Uh, I'm sure it's a coincidence, though. <laughs> or 2017 was just spite. Nuka Zuka is a channel known for doing uh, pop culture comedy videos. Oh. And, okay, so this, this I'll, I'll be upfront. This kind of barely skirts into being a fan film. But since it does technically have an actual plot-ish, I'll, I'll go ahead and count it. Because why not? This is my show. <laughs> and at the time, I sense of, lots of I sense lots of uh, clauses and uh, justifications happening here. Hmm. Should I be worried? This is what Laurel gets paid for. Oh, I assume she gets paid. That again, that has to go through Jerry. I'm sure Pat just likes. Anyway, you know, I, I keep assigning jobs to everybody. You want a job here, Tim? Um. Well. I don't know. You could be the janitor. Ooh, I definitely don't want to do that job. Uh, 
cleaning cleaning after cleaning after Jared. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's a hard pass. I'll, 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 that's fine. Oh, I tried. Sorry, guys. I tried. Tim don't want it. Okay, moving on. So <laughs> at the time of recording, this film sports an incredible twenty one point eight million views. So wow. Yeah, fan film or not, I'd say the people have spoken on this one. And the video itself runs three minutes and thirty one seconds. Okay, it's it's definitely short Spidey film day here in the LBC basement. <laughs> Whatever. Well, that's great. I mean, that with that length, I mean, what could we ha- possibly have to say about it? It probably be, we'll probably be done in no time, right? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> All righty. Cast and crew. Creator, Andrew McMurray. Spider-Man, Christoph Watermeyer. The Troubled Girl, Raven Duda. And playing the parts of various bandits are Park Lanford, Ethan Patterson, Nathan McMurray, and Keegan. Just Keegan. So pause here and watch ahead if you want. We're not taking any breaks. We're just diving into this. A woman is walking the back alleys when she runs afoul of some potential bandits. Luckily, Spidey is there to take the thugs out, but Spidey has been deciding to get a little creative with what his web shooters are capable of. The new modifications include shooting bolts of electricity, explosive webbing, flame... the the thing I can't say. Flamethrowers, wind gusts, and spray cheese. And that's the film, folks. Yep, you nailed it. Good job. Academy Award. Cheese whiz for everybody. <laughs> All righty, Tim. So you watched it. What did you think? Okay. Yes, I did successfully watch it. More than once. Um, and it was cute. You know? They're having fun with the special effects mostly. I mean, that's what this one's really about. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't actually... I, no, one thing I forgot to talk about more was the fight choreography in the last film. It actually was really pretty good. They had some good... Uh, sequences going on between shocker and spider-man here it's like yeah it's spidey versus a bunch of punks and boy the choreography is just not really that good but then the whole rest of the the acting and the quote story unquote uh, (laughs) much more on the weak side the thing they had the fun with was really just doing the special effects so when you know that's what you got then okay and he's got this little doodad uh like a pog that you turn the dial on and it changes what the webbing is going to do uh, with a little symbol to let you see what it what it is and okay that was a fine little touch that worked out pretty well visually to show what's going to happen um and so there was you know the taser web effect which really zapped the guy that was you know it was always that was a pretty good one the web ball exploding pretty effective looking the flamethrowers, well, they look like good flames, but boy, the way that they just kind of disappeared after they got on the guy. I mean, they got on the guy, and he's like, oh, 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 and he's rolling and everything, and the flames just kind of like just disappear while he's still rolling around, and it's like, that's not enough rolling to really get rid of those flames anyway, but let alone the idea about, you know, Spider-Man burning somebody, mm-hmm. burning just an average guy. Uh, um. The wind blast, though, that knocked the last guy, the, the leader of the group, and and seeing the punk flying, flipping through the air, that was actually a pretty good effect, too. Um, so the effects actually, that was, and it was interesting to me that the effects actually looked more effective in this one. Um, you still could kind of see the seams, but 
um, they worked better because they were faster or they deliberately looked like something that was external. Um, they were more fantastical, so they didn't have to look as realistic. That I think they came across pretty well. And just the silliness of him having a cheese whiz setting for his web shooters. It's like, what? What is that for? It's like, okay. <laughs> but they're just kind of like owning the silliness. It's like, a, it's like one of Spidey's funny stories. If you take right. it from one of the comics and one of the ones that leans into the absurdity and the humor that sometimes can happen in Spider-Man's life, it's one of those stories. Pat would call oh. this a silly Spidey moment. Yeah, that's fair. You should trademark that. Silly Spidey. You should trademark that. That's good. Again, I think Laurel has to handle all the paperwork. For oh, that. okay. Okay. All right. Gotcha. But, you know, the uh, the thing overall is that, boy, the writing and the script was really cheesy. And, you know, pun intended because they have the cheese whiz at the end. Mm. And the acting overall. The guy who played Spider-Man, he was actually pretty good. Yeah. Honestly. I re- he was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I really like him as Spidey. Um the Spidey jokes were actually pretty good. The rest, like you said, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it was just somebody banged out a script and said, "Hey, you know, mm-hmm. let's do this and showcase the stuff." Yeah, I did like the touch that when they would try to shoot at Spider-Man, all he would do is like just nod his head to one side or the other for yeah. the gunshots to miss him, because it's like one that's a nice, simple way to get it across, but also it's like it actually makes Spider-Man seem pretty badass. It's yes, like, I don't have to. I don't have to do a huge thing to get out of the way. I just yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That is, there. it's one of my favorite, um, yeah, favorite versions of how to to do the Spidey sense. Because mm-hmm. if you know, then you know, and if you don't know, then you'll figure it out. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't have a minute and a half wrap around scene of oh my god, you know, he knows everything that's going on within a two block radius. Hmm. It's like, right. no, he's just, you know, there's something coming straight at your head. Or it will be in about two seconds. Go ahead. Flip. <laughs> exactly. Well, like, the actress who played the victim, you know, she was actually kind of okay when she was doing the one-sided conversation on her cell phone. But as soon as the action started and she was, like, under threat, it's like, wow, I'm, I just mm-hmm. don't care. <laughs> I just don't care what happens to this person. That's not really great. Well, you know, you kind of get the feeling that that she just needs the yeah, <laughs> like like she was just getting ready to seek out the eight. Right. Yeah. You know, she, she's mm-hmm. extra of the week for. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. guy for here, I brought you your paperclip and bubble gum. <laughs> However, will we get out of this terrible situation? Call for you on line three. That's your line. Call for you on line three. Oh, goodness. Now, is, paging now, I will also say the funny thing I noticed about that. You know, First, we have the cheese whiz that gets sprayed on Spidey's own face, which also kind of highlighted the lackluster choreography because he gets tackled and wrestled by an ordinary gang guy. It's like, hey, that's not Spider-Man. Spider-Man would not be you know, pinned by some mm-hmm. random guy. I'm sorry. It's, no, he's too strong for that. Yeah. So it didn't. That was silly. Yeah, it's just an excuse to get spray cheese all on his face. Yeah. Which may have been Peter's intention the whole time. You never know. Well, yeah, maybe. It seemed like a lot. It seemed like he went to a lot of work (laughs) to to make it happen. (laughs) But then it set up the line of him saying to the damsel in distress, I felt it got a little cheesy there at the end. 
and then the crickets play. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Which also I call as a them hanging a lampshade almost on knowingly knowing how bad the rest of the dialogue was. They put a hat on a hat. Yeah. They actually like called it out for themselves. (laughs) Like they're just self-aware enough to do that. It's like, all right, all right. I'll give you a point for that for your short little three minute film. Okay. That's fine. But yeah, it was, so it was okay. It was okay. And I I, taking it for what it was. It was, it was a, it was cute. It was cute, but it's like, yeah, didn't really, didn't wow me. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not a spectacle. It's like you said, it, it's pretty much them playing with, hey, we got these new effects that we downloaded. Let's see what we can do with them. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it does have its moments. The the, the Spidey sense. Um, the, a couple of the gags are funny. Basically, if anybody waited to watch this until after we discussed it, then it's not going to be funny. If you watched it beforehand, <laughs> then yeah, it, it's you're you're so, going to get a couple of good giggles out of it. So which gag was your favorite? Oh, I love the spray cheese. I absolutely you love like the spray, spray cheese. cheese. Okay. It it makes no sense for him to have it, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I can totally see Peter just like especially if you're doing like, you know, into the Spider-Verse kind of Peter, just you mm. know, the the one that would record a Christmas album, you know, right, kind yeah. of walking down the street and just like raise up his mask a little bit, spray a little cheese, keep going. <laughs> That's fair. Perfectly fair. I'll also note that, um, and I, I bet you noticed it too, is that the background music for most of the fight was like an industrial modern version of the 67 theme song. Mm-hmm. So we hear that. But then also like when he kicks the leader of the gang at the very end, we get a moment of it switching to look like a comic book panel with a big old pow word sound effect behind it. And they'll, they'll big old yellow and green lines coming out from the center uh, just a little and a little like frozen image of our two actors in the front mm-hmm. so that was fun and it changes to the classic theme song for real yep to finish off the film um so yeah they know get the the right song to play i'll definitely credit them for that <laughs> you want to make it feel like spider-man yeah you kind of just include that tune somewhere it's gonna feel like spider-man to a degree oh yeah yeah and the costume's not terrible either mm-hmm no, no, no. The costume was fine. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little on the cheaper side than what, what was in the previous film. Mm-hmm. But it's not, you know, it's not a Ruby's Halloween Spider-Man costume by any means. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I, w- I, I believed it was, I didn't really feel like it was a um, 1970s mask with a rubber band on the back sort of costume at all. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it looked fine. It looked really, I, I, I didn't, I, it was, it looked good enough that I didn't pay attention to it. That's pretty good. It's as believable as, you know, Spidey, yeah. you know, some Spidey super stories on yeah. uh, electric company and stuff. So, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So no, and it looked, I, it looked better than what miles was wearing in the beginning of Sp- spider verse. Yeah. Movie. See, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you can just go like two notches above that, I'm content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, we used to say, hey, joking around all the time, you know, at Halloween, it's like, if so long as your Spidey costume doesn't have eye holes, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Well, there you go. Because <laughs> that's like, actually, because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, uh, cosplayers do it that way, do it all the time. So hopefully, you, yeah. if you're going to do a film, you get at least a cosplayer to help you make the costume. Yes, absolutely. If, yeah. you know, if Which I'm, means not me. <laughs> you don't get me to make your costume. 
you're going to be in trouble. You know, if somebody working a you know just a regular nine to five and just puts their spare spare money into making a costume and does it better than somebody who's actually making costumes and films for a living, something's up. Mm-hmm. You know, one one of you needs to change your career path. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this isn't terrible, but you mm-hmm. know, this is like a mac and cheese kind of thing. If you just want like a a couple of quick grins and happy moments, put this mm-hmm. one on. If if you want to feel more like you watched a Spidey film, go with the first one. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll give them. Like I said, I give them props for giving their Spidey the minimal head movement to dodge bullets, as feeling very Spider-Man. Um, the web that he shot to grab the gun out of the guy's hand was also very effectively done. That felt like a Spider-Man moment. The rest of it, eh. Not so much, especially with all the the goofiness of the special effects. But if you go in expecting just if you're ready for some silly Spidey, it's a good one for you. Yep. All good. All Spideys are valid. That's what the message of Into the Spider-Verse was, isn't it? Yes. That's why everybody changed yeah. their Facebook avatars to their own personal Spider-Sona for like six months. There you go. Or, you know, some people did anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of us on Skype still have Spider-Man as a persona. Yeah. See? Spider-Tim. <laughs> Menace. I can, be, I can be either or both. All righty. So, do we have anything else to say about this one? Well, let's see. Uh, I was going to do a quick little lightning round on us, though. Okay. Of, okay, for comparing these two films, since we have two to compare. Um, all right, so preferred Spider-Man. I'm going to go with a tie on this one. Oh, cop out. Yeah. All right. No, the villains for hire Spider-Man is my favorite. Okay. Now, preferred antagonist. Oh, shocker. Definitely. Yep. Ditto. All right. Um, Preferred choreography. The villains for hire. Yep. Me too. All right. Uh, Preferred effects. I'm going to say villains for hire just because they were used more effectively. But web mods had some really... I mean, it's a real... Neck and neck there for me, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I think Villains for Hire had to go go a little bigger with theirs. Gotcha. I was going to give the nod to Web Mods just because of the variety of the effects and um, by and large the way they did the effects. You didn't notice their integration into the live action part as much. Mm-hmm. They did a good job making it look like it was still part of the of the environment. So I get a little bit of nod on that my on my on my scoring. Okay. Uh, preferred soundtrack. Uh, web mods. Hmm. That's okay. Okay. I was going to still give it to villains for hire. I thought it was kind of, I, I, I knew what they were doing in web mods almost too much. So mm-hmm. like, okay. Uh, I like to give a little bit more originality to what they did in, in villains for hire, but that's just me. Yeah. But see, like the, the music in web mods, I could just go cruising down the street with that. Sure. That's, <laughs> that's perfectly fair. Yeah. Assuming... And I can totally see you doing that. Yeah. When they let you out of the basement to go cruising down the street, which they won't ever do. In my spider buggy. Thank you. <laughs> well, then you're cruising up the walls, not down the street. You don't know that. Spider buggy don't use no roads. <laughs> <laughs> All the more reason to be blasting those tunes. Oh, there you go. Okay, so now the last part is just overall. Mm, um, villains for hire. We we pretty much made it obvious. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep, and I scored the same villains for hire there. So, good job. You got most of your answers right. Good job. Yay. 
<laughs> you see, because I, I was telling you what the right answers were. You see, you I mean you had your aunt you answered, but you know, I told you the right answers. So there you go. Well, you know, they're right because whatever ones aren't are left. That's a little too deep for me. You know. Which whichever shoe you put on first is your right shoe because the other one's left. Uh, I think I'll just go listen I think I'll just go listen for trees landing in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, now, if I was really diligent, I would have gone and compared this against the other film we watched before, but I'm not ready to do that today. Mm. And I won't spring. I wouldn't have sprung that on you at the last minute. That's a fair one, Tim. <laughs> I, There's right. no fair in fan films. <laughs> it's mean, all about winners <laughs> and not winners and losers for hire. Wait, I can get that job. Well, when we're not applying for some kind of offbeat jobs. Tim, where can everyone find you? Oh, you can find me on the internet. If you've heard of it, it's something you do on your computers or your smartphones or things like that. This newfangled technology that I've heard of. But you can find me on Twitter at TimPrice17 um, and also in the podcastosphere. Uh, I am the host of The Outcasters, a Batman and the Outsiders podcast. That's available on the Right On Network, or W-O-N, uh, with my co-host, A.J. Wright. And you also can hear me on that network with the Batgirl Cassandra Kane podcast with A.J. Um, both of those shows are available on the feed called the Batgirl slash Huntress podcast. And you can find us on your web browser of choice at thehuntresspodcast.com I don't know why I'm over explaining the internet all of a sudden you people know what's going on I don't know what that's um, my web but browser of choice find... is Netscape Navigator I oh, access it in blazing 56k oh, wow Netscape show off it's got frames <laughs> I still use Mozilla but uh and you also can find the Twitter feed for Outcasters at Bat Outcaster righty, well Tim, thank you so much for thank you for talking Spidey. All kinds of fun. Now, um, how are you going to get out of that web and both of us get out of here? Um, well, I don't know about you, but I'm going to twist this little dial to the rope ladder setting, and I'll see you later. Bye-bye. He did it again. Are they ever going to fix that hole? <sighs> Higher of Freaking carpenter at the yard sale by now. Come on. Or lower a, a pole and let me get out of here one way or the other. <sighs> All right. Anyway, I guess since Menace Tim scampered off, I will take a promo break and come back with some listener feedback. Born out of violence, adopted in chaos. Teenager Cassandra Kane is seeking the answer to a question. If nurture can undo nature, raised to be an assassin, Cassandra is trying to burn the pages of her past and write a whole new future.
you can write to us at thehuntresspodcast.com or go to Twitter at Huntress Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your other podcatchers. This podcast shares a feed with the Huntress Podcast, the Bad Girl Cassandra Kane Podcast. Cheers. Hey, y'all. Thanks for sticking with me. This is, of course, the feedback portion of the episode. And I haven't done one of these in a while because I haven't released an episode in a while. <laughs> uh, fun times. Okay, so the last episode was Rosier, a Harry Potter fan film. And it got likes, shares, retweets, all that fun stuff from Jared Albrick, Chris Stados, Eugene R. Hendricks, Tim Price, James at McLaughlin 83 Deborah Smith, Aaron Headmoss, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, and Laurel. And that's it. No other interactions, no feedback, no comments whatsoever. So either not many of you are Harry Potter fans, or this was bad timing on my part and dropped right in the middle of a huge Twitter migration, which is much more likely the case. So, whoopsie doodle. That's on me. Oh, well, I still appreciate everybody who stuck with me, everybody who listens, even if you don't like, share, retweet, comment, all the fun stuff. Maybe your joy is in listening, and that's good too. So, short feedback. I do want to thank all the Crusader Club members. I want to thank everybody who has stuck it out this far, listened, retweet, however you want to want to interact or not interact with the show. It's wonderful. A uh, big shout out to Tim for guesting on this episode, even though apparently Spider Tim is still a menace. J- just saying. So, I hope everybody enjoyed Fan Film Fridays coming back for the new year, and I hope you stick with me because you can always come back next time and join me on another Fan Film Friday. Today, you can take your telephone, your, your, your cell phone, and you can make a movie on that. If it's a really cool movie that's funny and it's dramatic or whatever, you can post it on YouTube. If you want to make films and you want to tell stories, you can do it. But if you're obsessed with film and you love to tell stories and you love working in that medium, uh, then uh, that will give you.